Hello, everyone. This is Gail, compulsive overeater, food addict in Texas. And I am really appreciating this opportunity to speak to everyone. I love this program, and it has indeed saved my life to the point that I'm quite sure I would not be alive today if it weren't for abstinence. Uh, abstinence being the most important thing in my life today. I want to give you a little history of what I was like, what happened to change me, and what I am like now. Uh, my history is that by the age of three, my mother told me I was off the weight chart, and I battled for most of my life. Uh, I am 72, and uh, I, found, I got to my very first OA meeting in Southern California in about 1971 or 72. And I thought those people were crazy, and I was the only sane one in this tent meeting of probably 70 people. I had a lot to learn, and I still do. I really believe it. But uh, I'm a very slow learner, and it took me a long time to get to this stage of my life. And honestly, to be given the gift of desperation, I had to get so desperate that I thought I would either be in a wheelchair or dead soon before I was willing to go to what the big book talks about as going to any length for this disease, to get rid of this disease. And I was struck abstinent. But let me back up again to what went on in my life when I was young. Uh, my parents were pharmacists, and I pretty much grew up in a drugstore. And in that drugstore, I knew where all of the uh, supplies were of, of various uh, sugary uh, substances, and I knew how to, well, basically hide away with whatever I wanted, and um, the hiding became a good part of my life. Uh, I was in second grade when a little friend uh, in school took me home with her after school, and her parents and her whole family would sit around the table and watch me eat. Now, it wasn't until that point that I had any awareness that what I was doing wasn't right, but when my mother found out, she absolutely went ballistic. I think it was a couple years before I was able to go home with anybody on my own as any friend at all. Um, so my history is one of constant desire for sugar and flour and fat, some combination of those three. Um, and I knew it wasn't what my parents wanted for me. So I just had to go, shall we say, underground with it, hiding food, uh, smuggling away to be alone with the food. It absolutely controlled my life to the point that I didn't want to be with people. I just wanted to eat alone and by myself. I was a loner. Uh, I was a good student through school, but when I went home to study, I had 
some kind of food to keep me company with it. So that's where it all came together, that food was what I used to celebrate or to be miserable, to be lonely, any emotion, and that kind of went with food. And I just went up and down the scale trying all kinds of things um, to, to lose the weight. I just didn't understand that I had a disease until uh, quite a long time. And then it took me even longer emotionally to let go of the, the feelings of anxiety, frustration, and shame. Um, that, that was my story for a very long time. You know, these days, in order to, um, to deal with the, the urges for food, um, I find I need alternative measures. I need things that are food rewards, that I mean, that are not food rewards, but other kinds of activities. Um, and I need to have fun with something other than food. I love my food. I eat three meals a day with nothing in between except water. I don't eat sugar or flour or artificial sweetener or caffeine for that matter. And it has made a huge difference in my life because I didn't realize I was addicted to artificial sweetener, caffeine. How is that possible? Well, what, what was the case? Uh, by the age of 19, I was diagnosed diabetic. And with that, uh, I thought I was supposed to eat artificial sweetener because it didn't have calories. But what it did is it did make me hungry. And so does caffeine. And I had to be quite, quite, a, quite far along the way before I could realize that. Um, something that I want to talk about, too, is what I call the three-legged stool of, of my recovery. And it's certainly the physical. I have released over 100 pounds. I'm at my maintenance weight. And I can look in the mirror and be happy about it, because I never was before. Um, the second leg is the emotional. Uh, it was like I was living under a gray cloud. I was depressed and didn't know it until I got very abstinent, uh, working all the tools of this program, speaking with a sponsor on a daily basis. I needed to do everything I could to, to walk the walk and not start to move out of bounds, which when left to my own devices, that's what I did for most of my life. And the third leg is the spiritual one. I need my higher power, and I need a connection that I only get as I string together days of abstinence. I could never hold on to it. I could never have what I'd call a pipeline. And sometimes that's through my fellows, through you all. Um, I've heard people call it God in skin. That's our fellowship. Because I'll get answers 
to things I had no idea I even needed to know just through connections through outreach calls was so important to me. So going back to my story, um, I lost my father when I was 11 years old. He had a heart attack in the hospital, entertaining the nurses. And then he was gone, and I was devastated because I really adored him. He was, my parents were wonderful. I was a loved child and an only child. Uh, but you could say my big sister was a drugstore that kept them busy till 11 o'clock at night, seven days a week. So there was a loneliness factor uh, that I dealt with for a good part of my life. But I, I didn't see myself as unhappy. Why? Because I was a, an addict. I was a food addict, and I just dealt with it all with food. So moving along, uh, after my dad passed away, mom sold the store, went to work for a drugstore chain, um, and life went on. I did well in school, went to college, uh, became a teacher. Uh, later, uh, I found a need to change jobs, and I moved. To, that's when I moved to the West Coast and got had a career in computer programming, and that was a 35-year career. And uh, it brought me from California to Texas, where I am now in Central Time. And I did love my work, but it took a toll because that emotional part of me being unfulfilled, I always felt I needed to do 150% to equal anybody else's 100. And I did get other um, physical issues as a result. I was up and down and in and out of every kind of weight loss uh, attempt you could imagine. In fact, I wrote a list, an A to Z list, of all the various things I tried over the years, an alphabetical list. And you know, I'm going to take a couple minutes and see what you think of all this. Part of this is just about having fun and realizing depth of program at the same time. So here we go. The most so fun the I'm having I'm... is when I eat, when I eat a lot of ham, a lot of potatoes. I, I don't think you should be speaking now, sir, if you could be quiet. Thank you. A, Adkins, AIDS, acupuncture. B, body image workshop, bouillon fast. Breakfast skipping, C, cardio, D, diet drugs, E, egg diet, exercise bulimia, F, fast, bad diet, G, garlic lover's diet, gum as a diet food. The hip hypnotist in Hollywood, California, do you believe I went there with my mother? Wild. I, ices without carbohydrates. J, jumping rope for weight loss. K, special case cereal as a diet. Liquid only diet. Uh, my M for my custom perfect diet plan, which didn't work. Metrical cookies, which were the worst tasting thing I've ever come across. Metafast, 
uh, nutritional counseling, Optifast, Pritikin, uh, Pritikin's, oh, and the protein sparing fast I used to try, quick weight loss gimmicks, restaurants with skinny desserts, Stillman diet, Pops, that was take off pounds sensibly where they had us think we are poor little lambs who have gone astray if we gained weight. You, uh, upper body weight training, the vitamin supplements, W Weight Watchers over and over again to the demise of my pocketbook, uh, X for Xanadu diet, uh, that's my name for living in pure fantasy, like binge watching TV for distraction, it gets old. Uh, y for yoga for weight loss, and Z, the zone diet. I tried them all, and none of them were any kind of long-term abstinence for me, and some of them were very short. Um, OA and the 12 steps of this beautiful uh, way of living is what saved my life. So back to the third leg, the spiritual leg, and it was in OA. Well, see, after I lost my father as a child, I was really doubting the existence of God. How could he take this man away from me? So it was a long time before I could relook at a spiritual life. And OA said, you need to find a higher power. It's really important. And my first higher power was Mother Nature, because looking out at nature, well, there was something going on that I really knew was way beyond me, a much higher power than I knew anything of. And slowly, I became, I came back to the religion of my birth, and I now call my higher power God. And to have that connection is extremely important and, and worth working for. Um, so I didn't marry till I was uh, into my 30s, and I'm married now 35 years to a wonderful man, and neither of us uh, were able to have children, but uh, we're the children, actually, and we do have a good life together. After that, Biker, five minutes left. Thank you so much for that. Um, so what happened to change me, as I had started to say, was what I call the gift of desperation. Being that desperate and miserable does not sound like a gift, but I would never have found my way to a, a, a long-term abstinence without that level of desperation, and I believe God brought me to it. It was a very convoluted set of steps that had me find here in Dallas, Texas, an OA-90 meeting, uh, and that was um, four years ago, and 
I have three years and 10 months of back-to-back -back abstinence. It was through a, a meeting that should never have even been available to me that I met someone who had released over 200 pounds and had kept it off for over 10 years and didn't look like there was ever an extra ounce of, of fat on that body. I was amazed, but I finally asked, how did you do it? Because I could barely walk into that room. I couldn't stand for five minutes without needing to sit. I was 265 pounds and I was truly miserable. When I walked into the door of that Sunday night meeting, I could not believe what I saw. The healthy, smiling, inviting faces of a whole group of people who were thin. Uh, you know, maybe one or two still had a little more to lose, but they were thin and they had a book, an album of pictures of before and after pictures that, I mean, there, there were a thousand pounds represented just in the book alone. Um, that just absolutely shocked me. But I thought at 69, I thought I was too old. I couldn't possibly make this work until I heard the speakers and, and people sharing about some of them were in their 80s. Uh, definitely what I wasn't lost to the fold. I really could lose that weight. And that's what I went in for. I went in to lose the weight. Uh, I came in for the vanity and stayed for the sanity. You may have heard that expression, but it certainly is mine. So in the next couple of minutes, I do want to focus on this being December and the spiritual concept for December is service. The greatest service is abstinence, service to myself that I could be of help to another. Service means so much to me because it does get me out of self to help another. I sponsor people. I have a sponsor. Um, I find it extremely rewarding and I'm very close to my sponsees. Sponsor, um, meetings when, when they were face-to-face, -face, just putting away chairs, setting up the meeting, um, readings, timing, taking phone numbers, all of the services in this program, including outreach calls, which is a service between two people is so essential to the continuing support of OA, which has given so much to so many. Uh, I am thrilled to be able to be here before you all and tell my story and let you know that the ninth and 10th step promises are real and they happened in my life and I never thought that could happen. I never believed it could happen to me, maybe somebody else. But it did, and there are so many people who, for whom it has also come true that it's important that every day I start my day with a prayer to God and appreciation for all that has been given to me. I write 10 gratitudes. I give my 
my food plan to my sponsor. I talk to my day ahead, um, and it really starts me off on the right foot. I love my meals. I ha I don't care about others. I've lost food. Gentle reminder, please wrap up. Thank you so much. So if you're new, please just keep coming back and, and come until the miracle happens for you too. This is Gail in Central Time, 214-405-6771. I will return your call if I can't answer directly, but I do love you all and thank you for your beautiful fellowship. And thanks thank you, for Gail. asking me to qualify. Let me Thank shut you. Up. Thank you.